Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Cora Xu, founder and director of the Network for Research into Chinese Education Mobilities. In 2020, our network launched two podcast programs, including Meet the Author and Lived Experiences. In this Lived Experiences podcast program, we begin our first series of episodes by focusing on the current global pandemic. Covid nineteen, we have invited Chinese students and scholars who are based overseas to discuss with us their views and lived experiences amid this global pandemic. In episode three, we are delighted to have invited Lilia, which is the pseudonym of a second-year PhD student based in a university in the northeastern part of England, UK. Today we're really glad to have Lilia,、uh, who is a second-year PhD student based in North East England, UK, to join us、uh, in our lived experiences podcast program by the Network for Research into Chinese Education Mobilities. It is great to have you discuss、uh, with us about your views and experiences during the current COVID-19 global pandemic. Can you tell us、uh, what you think of or know about COVID nineteen, Lilia?、Um, hello, everybody. This is Lilia, and thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast, Cora. And、um, so, can you repeat your question? I forgot that. Right. So,、uh, my question is: What do you think of COVID nineteen, or what do you know about COVID nineteen?、Uh, as as the WHO says, it's a Pandemic, and now it's becoming global.、Um, since I'm not,、um, my area of research is not in, you know, pandemic or things like that. I can't really have any、um, comment on that. But based on the、um, information from different parts of the world, especially from the Chinese researchers and Chinese frontline workers and doctors and all the official sources and I understand that it is highly contagious, and basically everybody has a responsibility to make sure that you know we need to work together and to prevent some really bad things from happening. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and I guess our our podcast today is really trying to find out how you, as an international student in the UK from China, feel about.、Yeah. This、uh, uh, you know COVID nineteen pandemic and how it has impacted on your life. So, would you like to tell us more about how you feel about this、uh, pandemic? Um. Yeah. In regard to my daily life, I would say uh, it like since January when when China had the lockdown and when the news went around everywhere. And I feel like,、um, you know, as a Chinese, when you walk on the street, and sometimes you can actually feel that people, people started to look at you differently.、Mm. And and that was a feeling. I, I think many Chinese students or many people who who has like an A Asian background or Chinese ethnic background would have.、Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've heard many、like、people were looking at you in a 
peculiar way or, or, or strange way? Uh, just like they would, they would try to avoid of having, ha having kind of like too close contact with you, mm -hmm. especially in a supermarket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. But since, uh, since March, mm -hmm. it, it since, uh, since February or March, I, I stopped going to the supermarket. So, um, so I don't, I don't really know what the situations are now. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. So uh, how did that make you feel, you know, when people started to avoid you or to uh, avoid uh, close contact with you? Uh, I was feeling a little bit strange, like, um, because I thought the UK is a very inclusive society and racial discrimination should not be happening in such a way. Mm -hmm. And it was quite uh, disappointing at the beginning, but um yeah we have to cope with it and we have to adjust our mood and but the good thing is that people um and my close friends and my supervisors and other colleagues in in the school they they're quite nice and i haven't encountered any kind of um racial discrimination problems no mm, um, with I see. people who yeah mm, yeah i see um in fact i have been talking to a few other uh you know chinese international students in the uk and yeah. some of them did also mention you know that although uh in the media there has been uh such you know reported incidents in their daily life they have not really encountered uh, racist uh, sort of treatments and it seems that it, this kind of um, uh, opinion sort of echoes your your own personal experiences. Yeah, it's quite similar. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I see, yeah. I see. Right. So you mentioned uh, just now that uh, since February you stopped going to the supermarket. So does it mean you order online, uh, order your groceries online? Yeah, basically. And actually, there uh, there are two corner shops near where I live. So um, it's not a big, it's not a big problem if I don't go to the uh, you know, big supermarkets. Mm, yeah, I see. Right. So you have enough supplies uh, at your feet, at, at the at your uh, you know near your 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 neighborhood, basically. Yeah. 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 Right. So um, in terms of the, the impact on your academic activities, can you tell us more about that? Um, I. Like, um, actually, I have a plan to go back to China and do some footwork, but mm -hmm. now I have to cancel almost everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that means I will not be able to collect my data by the end of my second year. Mm -hmm. And my um, progress, my PhD, you know, the timeline, the progress has been delayed tremendously and I still haven't figured out how can I deal with that because it's really it's really problematic actually. Mm. So yeah. you still have, have not figured out, um, have you got any sort of support or advice from your university? Um, the, the advice um, is that they do not suggest me to continue to go back and 
do the footwork because what if I couldn't make the way back because of the virus or because of any other travel restrictions? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I fully understand that. I fully understand because um, it's, it's a public health issue and everybody has to act responsibly. Yeah, yeah. But then um, do they suggest alternatives for you if you cannot uh, get back to China to conduct your field work? Yeah, like, uh, for example, um, Skype interview or just like collect data through the online sources or do the interview online. But um, yeah, I still have concern because, you know, face to face interview and online interview is a bit different. Mm. And I would say more researchers, like when they're doing their field work, for example, interviews, like face to face interview, you can actually have a closer contact. I mean, I mean, they come like in distance with your um, in regard to the you know personal distance with your uh, participants. Mm -hmm. So you you yeah. would you would rather have face to face interviews, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But but apparently uh, the current uh, circumstances prohibit you from conducting face to face interviews. Yeah, and I I was planning to do a doc documentary film about my footwork, mm -hmm. and yeah, so like everything has to has to be changed now mm -hmm. so how does yeah. this make you feel like everything has to be changed um it's i feel it's like uh it's disturbing but we have to accept it mm. there's no other way for us Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you tell us your strategies of coping with these disturbing uh, new circumstances? I would say keep on working and it's like for me, if I can't do my data collection at the moment, I will probably um, put more focus on, you know, the theoretical aspect of my research. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it would be a loss or something, but I'm learning every day, even though slowly, even though I couldn't access the library, I couldn't access some, you know, physical books that, that, that are not available online. Mm. I still feel like, um, yeah, I can make progress every day and, yeah. Mm. And you think that is quite important for you to keep yourselves going, right? Yeah. Mm, sure. Um, is there any other um, impact in terms of your academic activities that you want to share with us? Yeah, and one thing is that I don't know about other universities, but uh, at the university I um, I'm in, it's like uh, like for PhD students, we are required to have seventy seven zero seventy hours um, faculty training each year. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, I've just had about 20 or 30 up to now and I am kind of worried about, you know, how can I or how, how, how am I going to accomplish the rest of them? So can, I can you tell us uh, what such training uh, usually consists of? Mm -hmm. It's like um, 
they have different work, uh, workshops, like um, workshops about um, different theories, like um, Marxist theories and neoliberal theories. Like, there's, mm. there's a lot of theories. And they also have like um, workshops that, um, you know, let you know or like teach people um, or sharing experience, like how to do field work in um, like in other different, for example, with, in, in the UK or in other developing regions. Mm. I see. Oh, sorry, uh, the UK is not a developing region. <laughs> it's a developed region. Like yeah, how so to do developed uh, or like, developing uh, countries, right? Yeah, it's like how to do. Inter uh, uh, let me put it in this way. Uh, it's like uh, how to teach you how to do international um, field work. Yeah. So basically, yeah. it's like a combination of theoretical training as well as methodological workshops. Yeah. True. Mm, right. And right. The, um, and they yeah. are like uh, we also have uh, writing groups and also um, like it's like very. They have like very diverse group of teachers and very diverse group of researchers come and share their own experience basically mm. every term. So I feel like I missed that opportunity to, you know, mm. yeah, to, sure, get to, to interact know with a very yeah. diverse group of tutors and, uh, you know, mentors, right? Yeah. And basically, like, um, I, I have to cancel all my, um, not just field work, but all the conferences and all the workshops outside of my current city. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because the university is closed and not closed, but like they have been transferring to online teaching. Yeah. So, what do you think of online teaching? Online teaching. Uh, you know, as a uh, as a PhD student, we we don't really have a lot of online. We don't really have a lot of um, teaching. You know, come like uh, seminars or lectures. Yeah, I feel uh, it's not. It, it doesn't make any difference to me personally. Mm, okay. Yeah, but. Mm. But the workshops, the the workshops, and also like some training groups, that was certainly, yeah, certainly something that I I consider. So it it's like a, a great pity that you have to miss these uh, conferences and workshops. Yeah, because you know, for the conferences and workshops, um, in in, in those activities, you can actually um, go and meet people who are doing probably um, some similar projects or who's um, also um, doing leading research in, in your area of study. And by speaking to them, by, chat, by chatting with them, it's actually a very good opportunity to learn. Exactly. And, and now you, yeah. you cannot have such opportunities because they are cancelled. Yeah, mm, that's a shame. Um, how about um, the impact on your future plans? 
Uh, about the future plan. I mean, how how future would that be? Yeah, um, like well, I mean, maybe the future seems quite far away and maybe you have not thought about it, but if you have, you know, maybe for instance, some other colleagues may be thinking about future jobs, future career developments, you know, and whether or not, my question is whether or not um, COVID-19 has had any sort of impact or shaped your decision making. Not really. Mm. Yeah, not really. I don't think it it has any impact to my future plan at the moment but probably in the future you know who knows mm. yeah it seems to you that the, the current impacts especially on, on the field work and the conferences and workshops are really uh, uh sort of quite uh, quite huge yeah mm. right yeah because basically that's um like as a phd student that's almost everything we do. Mm. No, no, sorry. That, that's almost like um, most of the things that we do mm. in our PhD study. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Like reading, writing, going to conferences, going to workshops. Mm. Yeah, things like that. Mm. So has, has this uh, have any um, sort of impact on your emotional well-being? Emotional well-being, yes, I would say, because... Um, my family and my my friends, my relatives, they live in China. And when China first had the outbreak, I, yeah, I worry about them every day, and that was quite mental. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine. And now, <laughs> yeah, now they worry about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like a now it's like a reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so, um, is there anything else? For instance, uh, do you have any comment on the uh, UK's national strategies in containing this uh, pandemic or, or your university's sort of responses? Uh, I think the UK government, they are taking... I don't know how to comment, but currently, um, if, you have, if you have read the news, Boris Johnson and the health secretary, they were all confirmed positive of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope, I hope they can have a very speedy recovery and yeah, because there are lots of things that they need to do at the moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. So is there anything else that you want to share which we have not touched upon today? Mm. Anything else? Mm. No, probably. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Thank you so much, Lilia. Thanks for uh, talking to us today. And thank you, Cora. Bye.